What's good, my fellow listeners, and welcome back to the Something to Think About podcast. I want to welcome everyone. Um, stay tuned to the end, by the way. I have a very huge announcement to make. So, to all the current listeners, welcome, welcome, welcome aboard. And to the new listeners, you are listening to Something to Think About on Anchor FM. All right. So, today's topic, or tonight's topic, I should say, I am reviewing Raw and SmackDown Live. Now, Let's get into Monday Night Raw first, because there was a lot of implications going into this Monday Night Raw. We had Seth Rollins kick off the show with him saying that he didn't know that The Fiend was going to appear. He didn't really know what to expect from The Fiend. And then Bray Wyatt comes up on the Firefly Funhouse, and he tells Rollins that... Who knows, The Fiend might have more to say to you tonight. So that's a little bit of foreshadowing right there on if we'll see The Fiend later tonight on Raw. And we are going to get into that. We're going to talk about The Fiend here in just a little bit. Um, so then we get to the opening match of the night... Uh, I'm not going to go in any order, by the way. We're not we're not going to go in any order. Um, SmackDown has... Um, SmackDown had a lot to offer. We'll discuss that in just a little bit. Um, but getting back to Seth Rollins and all that... Um, It's kind of cool to see what's going on between Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I'm kind of interested to see what's going on next, what's going to happen next. Um, So then we get to, not technically the first match of the night, but um, we get to like the Tag Team Summit with between Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, the new Raw Tag Team Champions, and then the Revival, the new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. And then Braun Strowman said in an interview that he said anyone else that steps in the ring will get these hands. So Bobby Roode, so Robert, yeah, Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler go into the ring, then the then the revival, and then um, Braun Strowman comes out, and he just takes out everybody. He runs roughshod through there, um, which is crazy. So Braun Strowman is obviously upset that. Um, He's mad, obviously, that he didn't get that Seth and Braun himself didn't get the job done. So we get to the first match of the night, which is the OC taking on Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders. So then the OC pulls out the victory and AJ Styles pinned Cedric Alexander again. It's the second week in in a row or the second night in a row. Come on, WWE. What are we thinking? If anything, you should have had Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders get the dub over the OC. You, you could have had Cedric Alexander pin the United States champion and it goes into the next pay-per-view. But no, you had to pull the switch and you had to say that, no, we're not giving Cedric Alexander the push that he wants. We're going to have AJ Styles just dominate. And Vince McMahon is kind of tied into that. That's a different topic for another time. 
post-match, um, AJ Styles gives the Styles Clash to Cedric Alexander, who's on the middle rope. Come on. We, and like I said, we already know that Mr. McMahon is going to be burying Cedric Alexander. But that's a different topic for next week's show. So get ready and tune into that. So then we have our truth and Carmella going on a tour of like the women's basketball team. And then you see Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. Kane, because they were in Tennessee. He comes out and he just welcomes them to Tennessee and all that. And that's the end of that segment. All right. Now let's get on to the pretty much the biggest ouch of the night. Baron Corbin beats Chad Gable to win the 2019 King of the Ring. Bad move, WWE. A definite, definite bad move. Um, first of all, Baron Corbin has literally no potential to be King of the Ring. You should have had Chad Gable win it. But no, you went ahead and said, oh no, we're not going to give Chad Gable the win. We're going to give someone who hasn't had a, his moment yet in WWE, Baron Corbin, the win. First of all, Baron Corbin was a true heel. When he first arrived in WWE, he was a true heel. Now he's stooped down to nothing more than a jobber. Is this what you really, is this what you really want, WWE? You're pushing a jobber, you're gonna shove him down our throats, and no one is going to care about Baron Corbin being the next king of the ring, okay? My God, come on. If anything, you could have had Chad Gable beat Corbin in less than a minute and then have Corbin beat down Gable at the end to make him a, to make him at least look strong. But no, you had to go and give it to someone that didn't deserve it, obviously. My picks were either going to be Drew McIntyre or Andrade, but obviously not. They gave it to Baron Corbin. Baron freaking Corbin. Ridiculous. Very, very ridiculous. So then we get to the Baby Shower segment hosted by the Street Profits. I mean, come on. These guys are top-tier athletes in WWE NXT right now. You have them wrestling great matches with the Undisputed Era. And they're, and they're great street talk segments all the way down to mediocre level. Um, they're great, okay? I'm not taking anything away from the Street Profits. The Street Profits are really good. They're really, really good. Um... Like I said, if you would really want a good match, go watch um, the Forgotten Sons versus the Undisputed Era versus the Street Profits triple threat ladder match at NXT TakeOver. One of the TakeOvers. It was truly, truly an amazing match. Um, but they're not wrestling on the main roster at all. Um, it's ridiculous. So Maria comes in and says that she's having a boy. So... Right now, I want to say congratulations to Maria Kanellis. But then she reveals that the father is not Mike Kanellis and it's Ricochet. First of all, it's storyline, okay? It's storyline. But second of all, you put, you put Ricochet in the middle of this stupid storyline that no one cares about. 
Get your head on straight, WWE. Come on, we don't need this. We don't need this. And I already know that NXT and AEW are going to freaking whoop you guys in the ratings and the viewership. I already know it. So then Ricochet just beats Mike Kanellis with the recoil. And then Cole cracks an inside joke and bull, and bull crap like that. It's horrible. So then Maria Kanellis comes out. And she tells Mike that it's Ricochet isn't the father. And the actual father is Rusev. First of all, we haven't seen Rusev since before WrestleMania. That was a year ago. That was like months ago. So I'm really, really shocked to see Rusev come back in what a stupid storyline. With Mike, with being Mike, with uh, being Maria Canellis' father and feuding with Mike Canellis, like I don't understand. Like I don't know which is the babyface, and I don't know which. I don't know who to treat as the babyface and the heel. I guess I treat Mike Canellis as the babyface and Maria Canellis as the heel. I mean, I have no freaking idea. So then Rusev comes back. I'm happy to see that he's back. Thank God, because the re- the roster is like half stale. So I'm happy that he's back, and he drops Lana as the manager. He comes back solo. Like, come on. You can't drop Rusev. You can't drop Lana as Rusev's manager. He's been she's been there for him since the beginning. And it's just crazy. So he goes, just squashes Mike Canellis. And all that. Pointless, pointless, pointless. So then Kane talks to R Truth. He has a referee. R Truth runs right into the po into like the football post. And Kane wins the 24-7 championship. Okay, I understand the 24-7 championship, okay? Good belt. It's a decent belt. But we don't need these segments. The segments are bland. The segments are pointless, okay? So then we have Rey Mysterio uh, beat Cesaro with a 619, followed by a a great Sunset Flip powerbomb. Rey Mysterio and Cesaro, they have great chemistry in the ring. I really want to see them in a very good rivalry. A very, very good rivalry. So I definitely would love to see that. So then Bray Wyatt says... um, Pretty much he hung, like, photos of the victims on his wall. He took out Finn Balor. He took out Mick Foley. He took out Kurt Angle. He took out Jerry Lawler. He even took out Seth Rollins. And then... um, he says he's going to find a new friend tonight. And then after that, I saw this last night on SmackDown. We get a vignette for the returning authors of pain. They have not been seen since before WrestleMania. That's how serious the tag team division needs AOP. I'm a huge AOP fan. But if WWE is going to pull this off, they need to pull it off right. Keep their gimmicks, keep everything that they have, and go from there. So, I mean, bottom line... Um... It's just crazy. Um... It's great that the AO, that AOP is coming back. 
But they need to keep the destroyer gimmick. Um, and all that when they come back. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see um, what happens. Because if they do come back, I want to see them stronger than ever. So then I think we get to women's action next. And then um, it's the Boston Hug Connection taking on the Women's Tag Team Championships. Um, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. And then the Boston Hug Connection uh, pull off the win. So then we get like a chair brawl and all that. Then you see like the man come down. Um, and all that. So, so, I mean, I don't know. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's going to be kind of interesting to see where the storyline goes from here and so it doesn't get dragged out. Um, so that's going to be very, very awesome. So yeah, like I said, uh, steel chairs, then Charlotte comes down for the rescue. And then Sasha Banks challenges Becky Lynch to a match at the next pay-per-view, the Cell pay-per-view. And only if she's man enough. And Becky accepts the challenge. Um... Which is just great. The second women's Hell in a Cell match. Um, And it's going to be awesome. Hopefully it was better than that horrible Charlotte and Sasha Banks match that took place at that one Hell in a Cell. Ugh. So then R-Truth beats Kane outside of his limo to become the 24-7 champion. Again, another pointless segment. So then we get to the Lacey Evans match where she beats Dana Brooke and I don't really want to talk about it. So then we get to the main event. We get to the good stuff. We have Seth Rollins taking on Robert Roode. Champion versus champion. Rollins hits Roode with a stomp. And Roode gets disqualified, obviously. Because then the OC and Roode and Ziggler start ganging up on him shield style for a five-on-one beating. Um, so... And then Kane comes out and makes the save. Like, come on. If you're really going to have the main event revolve around for the for like the main point of the main event horrible. So then the fiend So then his camera was going for the pyro, the fiend shows up from behind. He's right behind Kane. He is literally right behind Kane and Kane could feel it. He's right behind him and then he just gives the mandible claw to Kane. And he just terrifies Seth to the end of the show. Amazing. Amazing ending, but the rest of the show is kind of lackluster. So, out of 10, I give Raw 
I'll give Raw a seven for what it, for what it was. I mean, it was a decent show, but I really I didn't really care for like most of the stuff until the ending, which was great. All right, so then um, we're on to SmackDown. Now we're on to the blue brand. This is going to be the SmackDown review next. Um, Daniel Bryan returns after two weeks after he got attacked by Rowan, because we all know Rowan revealed himself to be the mastermind behind um, the attacks on Roman. So we kick things off with the New Day beating the Revival and Randy Orton in a six-man tag team match. Decent match for what it was. It was actually a really good match. But as the New Day is celebrating, out comes Brock Lesnar. Now keep in mind, we haven't seen Lesnar since, I think, SummerSlam. So it's kind of interesting to see what happens. Um, so then Lesnar comes out. Heyman says he's officially challenging you for the WWE Championship on the first Friday Night SmackDown, October 4th on Fox. So then, um, he accepts the, Kofi accepts the challenge and he gets laid out with an F5. I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Lesnar is beating Kingston. I'm sorry. That's the truth. Lesnar is going to beat Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship October 4th on Friday Night SmackDown. That's just my opinion. So then, um, Michael Cole interviewed Rowan backstage. I really didn't care for this interview, but um, he says he's not going to be anyone's puppet. He's not Daniel Bryan's follower. And he's saying that nobody is safe from the wrath of Rowan. So, very interesting to see what's going to happen. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Mustafa Ali never happens as uh, he gets attacked by Nakamura and Zayn. They, they need to break up Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura for all I care. They need to because Nakamura is getting boring. Sami Zayn got it laid out by The Undertaker last week. Um, so, kind of pointless. So then Kevin Owens comes out. He comes through the crowd, and Shane gets served. Um, and then he says it's a $25 million lawsuit. And he said, I want to hurt you where it hurts the most, your wallet. Turns out, it's really a termination lawsuit. So if Kevin Owens wins the court, wins the battle, Shane will be penalized with $25 million, and Shane's fired. In my opinion, just have these two settle it at Hell in a Cell inside the cell. Like if Kevin Owens wins, he gets his job back, and Shane's fired. If Shane wins, Owens remains fired. But we'll leave that for October. We'll leave that for October's show. So then Charlotte's getting ready for her match. And then Ric Flair comes in, which is always amazing. Great to see the Nature Boy back. So then Charlotte Flair beats um, Sasha Banks by disqualification. Bailey and Sasha double team them. And then Carmella comes out. Carmella was on Monday Night Raw like two nights ago. And she's saving Charlotte. This storyline is literally getting going nowhere between Charlotte and Bailey. They need to stop with the storyline once it gets to the next pay-per-view. 
Like, I swear, I can't. So then we get to the coronation of King Corbin. Don't care about it. Till Chad Gable comes out. Chad Gable comes out. He's cracking some height jokes. And he beats the heck out of the new King of the Rink and sends Corbin packing. So it's going to be kind of interesting to see where this goes from here. Um, it's looking really good for Chad Gable, man. It's looking really good. Heavy Machine to beat the B team. Da 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 da. So then Daniel Bryan comes out. Uh, he comes out to Yes Chance. Remember, he hasn't been a good guy since he won the WWE Championship from AJ Styles. So that's awesome. And he promised that he's never once lied during his lifetime. He talks about Rowan and all that. Um, so then Rowan comes out and all that. He says he won't be disrespected by anyone. Brian tells him that if you want to do something about it, go ahead and hit him. Harper comes out from behind, lays him out. Roman Reigns tries to come out. And they completely run roughshod through heart through Brian and Reigns. Like it was truly, truly an amazing, amazing, amazing SmackDown. Then it ends with Harper and Rowan giving Daniel Bryan the double crucifix bomb through the table. And they ran roughshod. Man. Great SmackDown. I give SmackDown a 9 out of 10. Props to SmackDown, man. So, Raw was decent. SmackDown was amazing. Um, Highly recommend both shows, depending on what night it is. And that'll do it for the Something to Think About podcast. But, before you guys go... If you guys realized throughout the whole podcast, I sounded a little bit more edgier because this podcast is no longer called something to think about. Oh, no. This podcast is now called Off the Chain. That's right. You're going to get edgier episodes. You're going to get my in-depth thoughts about my about sports topics. That's what Off the Chain's going to be. It's going to be all about sports. So, fasten your seatbelts because something to think about on Anchor FM has now been changed to Off the Chain. I'm off the chain now. Edge your episodes and a lot more good stuff. So get ready for Off The Chain, O-T-C.